This is Alan Wu with TSC News Radio in Brooklyn. We begin our coverage of breaking news as we send you to the Tyson Fury Tom Schwartz conference call. Now, at this time, I'll turn the coverage over to Evan Korn for opening remarks. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, welcome everybody to the Tyson Fury with Tom Schwartz conference call. Um, Bob Aram will be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Tom Schwartz is a 12-round fight for the lineal heavyweight championship of the world, presented by Top Rank in association with Frank Warren's Queensberry Promotions uh, and SES Boxing, and is sponsored by Geico. It'll take place Saturday at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. We streamed live in the United States on ESPN Plus and in the UK on BT Sports Box Office. Uh, tickets are available starting at $50 through AXS.com. And that takes care of all that stuff. We will start the call with questions for Tom Schwartz. And then after that, we will have Bob Aram and Tyson Fury and Tyson's trainer, Ben Davison, on the line. So let's get it going with some questions for Tom. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, to ask a question, star one to get placed in the queue. We'll start with Matthias Schlingman. Please go ahead. Matthias Schlingman from BL. Hi, this is Matthias Schlingmann with RTL Germany. Do you want me to ask the question in English or in German? If it's uh, German, you can do the question in, in uh, German. So, Deutsch, bitte. <laughs> Willkommen in Las Vegas. Nee, ich sitze zurzeit noch äh, in Kalifornien, ich komme aber am Freitag an. Ähm, die deutschen Boxer haben sich ja in der MGM Grand Arena, äh, da haben sie es nicht immer leicht gehabt mit Punktentscheidungen. Also Beispiel Axel Schulz gegen George Foreman oder auch Felix Sturm gegen Oscar de la Hoya. Wie zuversichtlich sind Sie denn, äh, dass Sie eine Punktentscheidung äh, gewinnen können oder müssen Sie Fury ausnocken? Natürlich denke ich, dass ich in Amerika durch K.O. gewinnen muss, weil durch Punkte wird es sehr schwer, vor allen Dingen gegen Tyson Fury. Und ja, ich habe mein ganzes Leben dafür trainiert, jetzt ist es soweit und ich freue mich sehr auf Samstag. Verstanden. Vielen Dank, wir sehen. Ja. Weitere Fragen? What? Further questions? We do have another question from Dan. Go ahead, please. Hello, everybody. Thank you uh, for taking my call. I have a couple of questions for Tom. Um, not a lot of people in the United States, anyway, know much about him as a boxer, haven't really had an opportunity to see him. This will be the first time. So my question for him is this. Uh, first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about his boxing background, how he got started, and, and what his, his, his goals have been as a, as a professional boxer? Uh, I need for us to translate. Ja, 
Tell jetzt, wie deine Karriere jetzt ist, warum du und wie du jetzt zu diesem Titelkampf gekommen bist. I gave a rough uh, translation. Uh, Tom is a little bit laughing about this because it, he is uh, doing or he's uh, telling his uh, story all the time. But once again, he started boxing in the age of nine to ten, so he was a little bit, yeah, not a fat boy, but he was a little boy, but not uh, very sportive ambitions. But he started boxing, and he told me he told in this moment that he, he was born for boxing. Um, he will always want to be a, a fighter, a boxer. Uh, so he started his career as an amateur, and so goes on with his professional. He joined SES Boxing. He subscribed uh, in the age of 18. So he's now in our staple SES Boxing for about seven years. And he has a uh, yeah, fine record. Uh, he goes to steps and the professional uh, surrounding um, treated and uh, directed by Steinfurt. And uh, so this was his step in the career and his big target from the first day of his boxing uh, background, boxing start was to be a world champion. That's his biggest ambition. That's his, that's his, his uh, um, target. So that's only one thing in his mind to be a world champion. I will now take a question from Cameron Buford. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning, Tom. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I'd like to know what gives you confidence that you can compete with uh, Tyson Fury at this level. And then secondly, I'd like to know, since he's out to retire if he loses to you, does that give you added motivation to beat him? Once again, there was something like with the audio and not in... Once again, the last part, uh, part of the question. Uh, since he, since Fury vows to retire, if he loses to you, does that give you added motivation to get him out of there or to send him into retirement? Fury will gesagt hat, dass er, wenn er gegen dich verliert, dass er aufhört. Ist das eine weitere Motivation für dich? Natürlich eine weitere Motivation. Wenn ich ihn besser geschlagen habe, habe ich den geschlagen und. Ähm Warum sollte ich dann auch weiter boxen? Nein, ich bin mit Fury auf der Seite. If there is any fact, or any, if, if it's a fact that uh, Fury uh, said this, Trump's response on this is that he will say uh, um, that he is fighting, in his mind, the best fighter of the world. So if, this, uh, if he wins, um, then if there is a retirement of Fury, that's also... Uh, one more motivation, but he, he's joking. Uh, if he's uh, beating uh, Fury, then he also will retire because if you beat the best fighter in the world, there's nothing, no more target. It's a joke. No. Can you repeat the joke? I'm sorry. Maybe it's a little lost in translation. Yeah, the joke is, is uh, if, um, if you're, if Tyson is retiring if Schwartz is beating him. Schwartz will also retire because he uh, already beat the best boxer in the world. Thank you. We'll now take a follow-up question from Dan. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much. 
Uh, my other, another one of my questions uh, for you, Tom, is Tyson Fury has, uh, they're, they're making plans for a rematch against Deontay Wilder. So I wonder, why do you think they picked you to be the opponent? I mean, they handpicked you out of every heavyweight on the planet, and they, they targeted Tom Schwartz. Uh, obviously, they think they can win the fight. Why do you think they picked you? Also, ich bin ja schon länger Diskussion, Fury gegen Wilder und Rematch und so weiter. Und es gibt nur hunderte oder so viele Schwergewichte auf der Welt, warum ausgerechnet hat Tyson Fury dich ausgesucht. Kann ich Ihnen sagen, weil ich ein großer Kämpfer bin und weil ich das Herz habe, was ein Boxer haben muss. Um, Tom said he's, uh, yeah, he's the, the fighter with a big heart. Uh, he's the fighter with good skills. And because of this, uh, he is the best opponent for Fury. You think that they, does he think he picked him because he's the best opponent or because they think that he's a guy that will give him some rounds, but a guy that he'll be able to do? Ja, so, aber die jetzt auch gut, wenn du der beste Kämpfer bist oder ob du derjenige bist, den man am einfachsten schlagen kann. Weil dumme Fragen. Uh, he is a little bit laughing because uh, he tried to answer that he is a good fighter, he is a young fighter, he is an ambitious fighter, he has a big heart, he has big bowls, he already yes. mentioned all the time. So why doesn't uh, Fury pick another one? He's the one for this fight and all these rumors around, all these other opponents uh, in the rotation. He is now picked and he is the guy who will beat Tyson Fury next Saturday. Okay, so then here's the other question then. He goes into the fight as a big underdog, but anybody that's an underdog right now, especially in the heavyweight division, has to have known what happened between Andy Ruiz and uh, Anthony Joshua two weeks ago. And I wonder, uh, does Tom take inspiration from the upset that Andy Ruiz had, and what would an upset like that mean to him? Also, it's clear that you naturally einer dort da in den Kampf gehst und so weiter. Aber spätestens seit zwei Wochen wissen alle Leute, dass das Thema über den Kampf in Heroes Joshua äh, mit dem anderen Dog durchaus gefährlich sein kann. Also auch ein Ding ist, ist das jetzt für dich die Motivation zu sehen, wie ein Anurus den Joshua äh, äh, dort in der siebten Runde umgemacht hat? Wollte ich gerade sagen, also natürlich ist es für mich eine mega Motivation nochmal, ähm, das gesehen zu haben und ähm, das hat, glaube ich, jeden Boxer der Welt motiviert zu sehen, dass man nicht komplett austrainiert sein muss, sondern einfach nur äh, boxen, boxen kann und ein großes Herz haben kann und kämpfen muss. Das war's. Ja, he saw the fight and still a new and a great motivation to see that every fighter in the world, if he had the good skills, if he is uh, motivated enough, is able to to defeat another one, or the best in the one in the world, or the world champion. And for him, it's still the same. And Rus has a big heart, he has big balls, and he's doing a great uh, fight. So this is a great motivation for Tom Swartz to do the same and to win. All right, and then just one other question for Tom. Uh, this is obviously a big step up in the, in the level of opponent that he has faced so far in his career, and I just wanted his take on uh, what does he think has prepared him in his previous opponents to be ready for uh, an opponent of the caliber of Tyson Fury that many people think is the number one heavyweight in the world? Also nochmal das Gleiche, es geht um, dass Tyson Fury die Nummer eins der Welt ist, aber du hast in deiner Karriere dato noch nicht so große Jungs und so einen großen Mann vor den Fäusten gehabt. Was hat dich in deiner Vorbereitung oder was macht dich in deiner Vorbereitung sicher, dass du da Tyson Fury 
äh, nicht nur dich entgegenstellst, sondern dass du auch im Zweifel scheinst. Weil ich wieder in der Vorbereitung alles gegeben habe, alles, was ich habe. Und mehr kann ich nicht geben. Und äh, ich habe die doppelte Vorbereitung dafür gehabt. Und ähm, was soll ich noch weiter sagen? Ich bin absolut bereit. Ich will endlich bringen. Ich bin sehr fokussiert und ich habe alles gegeben, was ich habe. So, um Yeah, he had a long, long period of preparation and uh, he thought he called it was something like a double preparation because of the time and the, uh, because of the intensity. Um, he's now absolutely fit and every uh, muscle and every part of his body. And now he's focused and focused to the Saturday fight and he's well prepared and uh, just a little addition he has. Uh, Scoring problem on the same size of Tyson Fury. If it's going to the size, he's prepared. But if it's going to the name, he is also prepared. He's very self-confident to uh, um, have a good, have a good to look forward to a good fight on Saturday. All right, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks. No problem. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you have questions, please press star one. We'll pause for just a moment. And we will take one more question, and that will come from Eddie Goldman. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. A question for Tom. Um, in boxing history, people remember the great German heavyweight Max Schmeling when he first fought his first fight with Joe Lewis. He said, I see something, and, and he knocked him out in that fight, in the first fight. Have you watched? a lot of the videos of Tyson Fury's fights, such as his recent fight with Wilder. And is there something that you see that convinces you that you can defeat him? Also, einerseits gibt es diese Geschichte und Legende, damals hier Max Schmeling, Überraschungssieg, dreieinhalb Jahre her, zu lösen. Das eine, das andere war jetzt eigentlich die Frage, wie weit du die Tyson Fury Kämpfe gesehen hast und wo du siehst, dass da jetzt da aus dieser Sicht heraus irgendwie besondere Chance ist, den zu schlagen und ein ähnliches äh, Wunder zu vollbringen. Natürlich habe ich die ganzen Kämpfe äh, von Tyson Fury gesehen und ähm, habe ich mir oft auch so äh, angeguckt und äh, viel davon mitgenommen, in viele Skills geübt, um ihn zu schlagen. Im Boxen ist wie eine Wundertüte, kannst du sagen, wenn du die aufmachst, da ist niemand drin. Um, yeah, he's first uh, mentioning uh, that he saw every fight, all fights of Tyson Fury, so several times, um, so with his team and his coaches, they analyzes the uh, skills of um, Tyson Fury once, but he also prepared himself and specialized uh, in that, uh, how to behave against a fight like this, but he's mentioning He is something like a surprise package. And so mostly it's mentioned also in, uh, in the person of Tyson Fury, but Tom Schwartz, he mentioned, is also a surprise package. And back to this uh, Max Schmeling uh, thing, uh, I think 83 years ago that this big surprise uh, shocked the heavyweight world. And maybe this is the next step for German to do this uh, again 83 years after the Max Schmeling thing. Okay, can you think, give us the proper pronunciation of 
Tom's last name because I've heard of people from the U.S. pronounce it one way and in Germany it's pronounced another way. So how would you prefer uh, your name to be pronounced? Quite easy, Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, and any the German pronunciation is, and it's not a nickname, his real name is Tom, as the English Tom, not Thomas, his real name and the passport is Tom. And the second name is Schwarz, S. Schwarz, means black in English, and no Schwarz, and Schwarz, and no T inside, it's Schwarz. Tom Schwarz. Tom, Tom will say his name by his own because he knows his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boy, Tom Schwarz. <laughs> we'll now take one more question, and that will come from Gareth Davies. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, can I ask? It's, uh, can I ask first of all, um, Tom? Um, what do you think of Tyson Fury? Not just as a boxer, but as as a person. I think so. Tyson Fury not as boxer, alone, but as a person. As a person, I think it's very important that we understand him. Because he and I, that he, I think, is very. Say it, but let's. Ja, ein sehr verrückter ist, äh, ein sehr, sehr verrückter ist, genauso wie ich. Ja, also ich denke, da nehmen wir uns echt nicht viel. Aber Gentleman und so weiter. Natürlich, natürlich. So besides this uh, opinion of Tom, that Tyson Fury is the best fighter in the world, um, he is comparing himself with Tyson Fury, so most of their behaviors are similar. Um, he want to say it like a, yeah, in the smooth farmer, both are a little bit crazy, you know, Tyson Fury is known about, uh, well known as some crazy action, but Thomas Roth also, Roth also in, in Germany has done some crazy action, and uh, he covers him like Tyson Fury is, is like me, so this seems to be something like the direct translation, what Tom is mentioning. Not the style, but the hat how to behave and how to um yeah how to act and the how to handle the psychological way of boxing the most important part in the first days or the days before the fight so he feels like similar to uh, tyson fury's behavior um, how big an opportunity is this for you to change your life das ist eine große Herausforderung, dass das jetzt dazu, dass sozusagen ein Leben sich wahrscheinlich ändert. Wenn ich den Kampf gewinne, habe ich ein anderes Leben. If he wins, he has another life. That's it. Um, and finally, from me, um, who, who are your heroes in heavyweight boxing? Was sind deine Helden der Boxer? I love Conor McGregor. <laughs> so, everybody heard the names? Yeah, yeah. And, and can, can I just ask you, you know, when you say you're similar to Tyson Fury, do you do, you do crazy things sometimes like what? 
ähm, was, wenn du jetzt dich vergleichst mit dieser verrückten Art, wie Charles und Fury sich äh, darstellt, was sind deine verrückten Sachen gewesen? Soll ich dir mal schnell erzählen? Was, 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 was du als Holzer gemacht hast, was du als Holzer gemacht, gemacht hast. Ja, mit deinen Anzügen und dass du dich auch ein bisschen extrovertiert darstellst. Das kannst du sagen, ja, aber dann kannst du sagen, dass, äh, dass äh, wenn wir alles erzählen, dass das, dass das, äh, ich don't want to tell too much of, uh, uh, these, uh, special things he did in the past, but, He's also yeah, wearing not these conventional uh, clothes. He's uh, extravagant uh, in his behavior. Also as a young fighter, he had several things in the German media that picked it up and so that is a young fighter, but he looks crazy. He's dressed crazy and sometimes he also behaves crazy, but not, not all it was in the, in the public. Many thanks. No problem. Hey Tom. Yeah, you guys uh you guys are all set to go. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. Even? Thank you. Yes. Um is there any possibility to have an appointment this afternoon, maybe tomorrow morning? With Bob? Give me a call. Yeah? Yeah, well what well, I'll call you when the call's done, okay? We'll talk offline. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Thanks a lot. Bye bye to all. Bye. Thank you. This is Alan Wu back here at the TSC News Radio studio in Brooklyn. We're waiting for the promoter of Top Rank, Bob Aram, to step into the conference call. But first, though, we want to remind you that Fred Ricciani got some great video from the post-match press conference between Gennady Golovkin and Steve Rolls at Madison Square Garden. So check that out on youtube.com slash the sports courier. Hit that bell after you click subscribe so you can check out TSC News' next videos. And now back to the conference call. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Tyson Fury and Tom Schwartz conference call. At this time, we'll take questions for Bob Aram, please. And we will go to Dan Rail first. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much. Hey, Bob, I was wondering if you could uh, just give the, the thought process of selecting Schwartz uh, as Tyson's opponent when, uh, obviously, as the, the big name in the division, you guys could have gone in any direction you wanted. So what was it about Schwartz that made him the guy? We looked at the rankings, and we saw that virtually all the organizations, Shavars uh, was uh, a top-five guy. Uh, top two in the BO. Uh, we had never promoted him or anything to do with his people. And we reached out for them to see if they would be interested. He's an undefeated fighter, popular in Germany, 24 wins and no defeats. And we felt that he was the best possible opponent uh, for uh, Dyson Fury. Uh, one thing we wanted to make sure is we weren't going to match Tyson Fury with a small heavyweight uh, because obviously long-term his uh, goal uh, is to fight Wilder and uh, at that point Joshua, which of course is less likely now. Uh, and uh, uh, so we wanted a big guy. Uh, Schwarz is uh, uh, six foot five. And we felt that it would be an interesting and a good fight. When you saw what happened 
between Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua. That make anybody at top rank a little nervous because uh, you know obviously you, you made the fight you know like you said hoping for a good fight but certainly not expecting your guy to lose the fight but then you see what happens uh, when Andy Ruiz who you're very familiar with uh, goes and scores one of the great upsets in modern times um, it reminds you that anything can happen when two big guys are in there swinging away. Well, if you did some research, you'd find out what happened in that fight. But that being said, uh, uh, you know we. Uh, uh, know that anything can happen in a heavyweight fight. Uh, somebody asked a question, which has seemed far out, but is really apropos. When Max Schmeling knocked out Joe Lewis, uh, nobody expected that. Uh, uh, fighters have a history, particularly German fighters. I remember when George Foreman won the heavyweight championship by uh, beating uh, Michael Moore. Uh, we wanted to make a not-so-difficult first title defense for him and put him in with Axel Schultz. And they, all of the judges gave Foreman the nod in that fight. A lot of uh, sports writers from uh, Germany and also the United States believed Schultz won that fight. Heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. All right, great. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate it. And we'll pause for just another moment. And we will now take a question from Jack Fig. Please go ahead. And Jack, you may be muted. Please unmute your line. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, hi, Bob. This is Jack Fig from the Sun. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, we've heard reports recently that there's a trilogy uh, about included in the Wilder-Fury contract. Um, does Ruiz's win over Joshua just sort of remind the fans how easy these sort of future plans can be ruined? Yeah, can you? Uh, I, I I didn't get a lot of that conversation. Sometimes it's hard for me to That's pick right. up the English accent. So give give it to me again. I'm sorry. I mean, it seemed yeah, like an sorry, interesting but, question. Yeah, yeah. I said that well, reports yeah. in the UK, we've heard that there might be a trilogy about included in the Fury Wilder contract. So I was just wondering, does the Ruiz's win over Joshua, just remind fans how easy plans can be ruined in the heavyweight division? And is, is um, Ruiz's upset win, yeah, just a reminder how easy things can be ruined? Well, I didn't need Rui's upset win uh, to remind me that anything can happen in boxing. You're quite correct. Uh, but if, uh, you know, and Wilder doesn't have an easy fight coming up with Ortiz. Ortiz gave him hell the first time they fought. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, anything can happen in heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen in boxing. You're quite right. But if uh, both guys go through and uh, uh, Wilder... Uh, fights uh, Tyson Fury uh, early next year, uh, then because of the uh, controversial result in the first fight, calling it a draw, I'd, clearly there would be a market and a demand for a third fight. And, you know, I go back uh, when the great trilogies in the heavyweight division uh, were, uh, were, were, I mean, the great uh, uh, competition, which were trilogies, 
I, I point out uh, Ali Fraser, three of the greatest fights in heavyweight history. Ali Norton, three very competitive fights, the first of which uh, Norton won. Uh, and uh, uh, and there have been others. But, uh, uh, yeah, I would think that uh, there would be a great demand for a trilogy uh, once we got the, uh, the second fight on. Mm-hmm. And my follow-up to that, as a promoter, is it a risk announcing fights before, as you said, Fury has to fight Schwartz and Wilder has to fight Ortiz? Is it a risk announcing fights before they've happened as it could possibly have your boxers not focus on the challenge in hand? That is absolutely correct, without any doubt. And that's why we haven't even discussed future fights with Fury Fury is going to sit down with us, assuming he's successful on Saturday, and plan out uh, his future. But obviously, uh, a while to fight uh, next year would be very, very uh, uh, appealing. But he's not looking past this fight. He is a very intelligent fighter, and he realizes in boxing, anything can happen. And, you know... It's okay for for American sports writers to say who is Schwarz, you know, uh, we've never heard of him. That's great. But these organizations, and this is well before I, I even knew of him, these organizations had seen him fight and had rated him so highly uh, in their organizations. And these people are experts. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, would a win for Schwartz over Fury be a greater result than Andrew Ruiz beating Joshua? Who knows what a big, a big result. And certainly in Germany would be bigger. In the United States, would it be bigger? I don't know. You know, uh, Andy Ruiz beating Joshua was a shocker. Uh, Schwarz beating, uh, beating, uh, uh, Tyson Fury would be a shocker. What's a bigger shocker? I don't know. Uh, but uh, Tyson Fury uh, isn't going to let an upset happen. You know, he's trained great. You'll hear from him. Uh, and uh, he's a terrific competitor. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking my call. Right. And we'll take a question from Stephen Jorgensen. Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking the time. And just wanted to ask you, um, have you um, put in some kind of a rematch clause into this contract for, for the Schwartz-Fury fight, or do, do you have secured any kind of contractual options for, for Schwartz if you, if you should beat Tyson in this one? We have a rematch clause. Because, you know, uh, this is a dangerous fight. This guy has never lost. Uh, so, of course, before we would give him the opportunity to fight Tyson Fury and to make a, a you know extremely good payday, uh, we would uh, the Fury people would insist on a rematch clause. Absolutely. Thanks very much. <laughs> and please hold the line while we prepare questions for for Tyson Fury. And we'll hear from Dan. Go ahead, please. 
Hello, Tyson Fury. How are you today? Hello, John the Mom. How are you? I'm doing great. My my question for you is this, Tyson. Uh, uh, as as we discussed before you got on this call, uh, Schwarz got a great record. Uh, he's a big guy, as Bob pointed out. You know, similar in size to you, so you're not fighting a little guy. But he's not the most known fighter, at least in this country. I guess in Germany he is, but not here. So tell me, what do you know about Tom Schwarz, and and, and what is your take on on his ability, his skills, and uh, and the way you think you match up with this guy? The only thing I know about him is that I'm going to break his jaw and smash his ribs in. That's all I know. You don't know much about him, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a black eye, a thick lip, and maybe he might lose a few teeth. Who knows? I mean, in all seriousness, though, have you looked at any video of the guy and do you have any kind of scouting report on him? Do you think I need to look at videos of boxers, please? Come on, who are you talking to? Are you talking to a king? I'll figure him out within the first five seconds of the fight. Because that's what I do. I figure people out. So within five seconds, I'll know exactly what to do with him. Okay, and, and when you go into the ring with, with a guy like this, who's not the most well-known, and you're coming off of a really huge fight against Deontay Wilder, you know, in a, in a big, big championship fight, pay-per-view, obviously, you know, a big attraction fight. And now you fight somebody like Tom Schwartz, who uh, is not the most known. Is it hard for you to get up mentally for that compared to the way you were so getting, getting ready for the Wilder fight? Most definitely not. When you get paid as much as I am, that's Bob, he'll tell you, you know, <laughs> motivation is easy. Very easy. And is it in any but way? This is a big boxing fight. This is a massive attraction fight. The UK, Europe, America. This is going to be epic. This is going to be the battle of behemoths. Look, I mean, anytime you get back in the ring, it's a big deal, I think, besides whoever your opponent is. Um, exactly. But Wilder said this is, a, last this week, is the Tyson Fury show. It's not about anybody else. It's only about yeah, and, and uh, let me interject, Tyson. Tyson, there'll be more people. New subscribers to ESPN Plus for this fight than bought the pay-per-view of the Tyson Fury Wilder fight. I guarantee you that. There's going to be record numbers of people uh, subscribing to ESPN Plus. It's $4.99 a month, and uh, you just have to do it for one month. You can do it more because it's a terrific app. All great boxing and sports. And we'll have I believe 500,000 or more new subscribers for this fight. You tell them about what the interest level is. We, we appreciate the advertisement, Bob, at ESPN. I guarantee you that. Uh, You're part of Tyson, ESPN since when did that happen? I thought you were an independent journalist. I still work for the company, though. Uh, Tyson, uh, Deontay Wilder announced last week that you would be fighting him in a rematch if everything goes well for you against uh, – against Schwartz. Do you think that that might embolden, you know, Schwartz to sort of ruin the plans? Are you, are you unhappy that Wilder announced that since it was sort of trying to be kept on the, on the down low, or are you pleased about that? And you can go show everybody that you're going to take care of this guy and be ready for that big rematch. And I'm ready for every day that God gives me, you know, take one day at a time. Appreciate it. For all it is, look forward to the good times. You'll let them roll. That's all I care about is being happy. You know, I've, only thinking about Tom Schwartz at the minute. So whatever happens in that fight, which I know what's going to happen, but you know we can only look at one opponent at a time. 
what Wilder's doing is none of my concern, to be honest. None of my concern at the minute. We'll now move to a question from Paul Zenin. Go ahead, please. Hi, Tyson. It's uh, Paul Zanon from Boxing Monthly. How are you? I'm good, Mosh. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. So, in your last five fights, you've beaten three Germans. Is this going to be number four? That's a stupid question, isn't it, Paul? Come on. You're from the UK, baby. No, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was just going along the fact that you've beaten... Um, a world champion, you've uh, you put a dent on another world champion's um, record by way of Deontay Wilder. Christian Hammer, who's currently the number one German um, out there, and um, Francesco Pianetta, who's roughly around the same sort of standing as Tom Schwartz. So it's, uh, you're going in against sort of caliber people. So I just wanted to know, are you seeing this as a walkover or is it going to be a testing fight? They're all, they're all good fights. You know, any, any fight that the Gypsy King's involved in, it's a good fight. As we saw last week, we can never overlook anybody because it's heavyweight boxing. And Tom Schwartz knows if he beats Tyson Fury, then he's set for life. He becomes a multimillionaire. He gets to headline big shows and all his dreams come true. So am I going to underestimate a guy like that? I don't think so. Not at all. I have made a nice diet of eating nice German beef over the years. (laughs) Some world champions to European champions, to number one rated men, to undefeated prospects. And I've always kicked their ass every single time. Every time we fight, we win. Final question for myself, Tyson. Um, You mentioned about eating there. Now, you've looked in absolutely unbelievable shape ever since the Deontay Wilder fight. Uh, Better, I would say, better than in between any of your fights you've ever had. Um, mentally, are you in a fantastic place at the moment? Yeah, I have my days and moments. You know, I'm in and out of uh, depression all the time, but we just got to learn to maintain, baby. The word we're looking for today is maintain. Fantastic. You're, you're a huge inspiration on the on the mental health side, and, uh, and I wish you the very best on Saturday. Thank you very much. It's going to be a victory. Is there no one else? And Paul is on the line for a question. Hello, Tyson. Um, you've talked about underestimating opponents. Is, is that what you think happened in the Joshua fight, that it was a simple case of him taking his opponent too lightly? No, I just think he got done by a better man. That's it. Done by a better man, so he's been exposed as a fraud, you think? You said that, I didn't. Would you agree or not? You said that, I didn't. Right, so... Fair enough. Leading the thing. Any more? Yes, we'll now take a question from Matt Penn. Hi there, Tyson. Thanks for taking my question. Um, What I'd like to know is Head of your fight, obviously defending the lineal heavyweight championship of the world once again. Where would you rank yourself among some of the top heavyweights in in boxing history? Last, bottom of the pack. Why last? The worstest man in history that ever put a pair of gloves on is me. What? But you know what? I always entertain and I always win. 
So I can't be that bad, can I, Mosh? Oh, Ben 10, Matt 10. And do you feel you've made Bob's job as a promoter easier by being the way you are? You're sort of the, the way you are. You promote yourself very well. Bob Arum's promoted the best fighters in the world. And now he gets to promote the most talkable character, the lovable rogue, the handsome British guy, tall, dark, and handsome. You know, it's an easy job for Bob, isn't it? Very easy. Well, Tyson, Tyson is partly right, obviously. I've had some guys who uh, were not uh, shy that I've promoted over the years, like Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. But Tyson Fury is right up with those two guys as the people's, yeah. the people's fighter. Right? The, the fighter that people can relate to. And that's important. It's important in sports. People relate to a particular football team. It's the same in boxing. And I've never seen an outpouring of fans uh, like we have now who absolutely root for Tyson Fury. And Tyson, how important is it being undefeated? Is that important to you or not? That's a stupid question. Who is this guy who's asking these questions? Who are you, Mosh? My name's Matt. Matt, oh, who do you man. work for? You're now sacked. <laughs> yeah, you're now sacked. You're formally with the Express. Is it important to stay on beating? Not more about That's how a stupid question. Is it not more about how you come back from a defeat than being defeated at first? Obviously, you don't want to be defeated, but... Come on, Matt. Come on, get with it, Mosh. <laughs> so that's appropriate, Tyson. That's very good. That was the way to handle a dumb question. Yeah! And now we'll move to Gorath. <laughs> Go ahead, Gorath, with your question. Hey, Tyson, How are you? Hey, Russell. Now we'll get some proper questions. Go on, Moss. Uh, Tyson, you're obviously very relaxed. Um, but is there, is there genuinely pressure on you in this fight to make a statement on this American debut with ESPN? You know, I think we've been over this plenty of times, uh, Gareth. ESPN, top rank, they wanted the Gypsy King. Now, if they wanted anybody else, I'm sure they could have went out and got those guys. They wanted me on the station, so I just got to be me. No pressure, just be myself, because that's what they paid for, and that's what they'll get. Does that encourage you that what he's what he's what yes. he's saying? Let me say it in Americanese uh, promoter style. What ESPN is getting in Tyson Fury is the leading fighter in the world. People, you know, people look at the heavyweight division. We have great fighters on top rank ESPN, Crawford, Lomachenko, but Tyson Fury is something else. He has the ability to capture the imagination of not only boxing fans, but sports fans, and also the public at large. And that's what we hope to accomplish with him. We'll give him all the support that we can, promotion-wise, but this guy is a force in and of himself, in and out of the ring. That's right, you stop that guy. Try to top that. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll now move to a question from Jake Donovan. Go ahead, please. Thanks, Evan. Uh, there we go. Hey, Tyson. Um, I just wanted to ask, how do you feel about the, the treatment you get in Vegas? I mean, this is on a streaming service, yet it's being treated like a major pay-per-view event. I know it's no, of no surprise to you, but just seeing what you see in boxing, just like your experience, you know, being at the center of it all. It's, it's, it's good, you know. It's, um, it's good to be a part of a big team. Um, it's good to be part of headlining massive fights in Las Vegas. And um, I'm really looking forward to putting on a good show and, and enjoying myself because isn't that what it's about? It's about having life experiences and taking, taking it as it comes. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting in there on Saturday night, putting on a show. And uh, hopefully the fans will enjoy it and I'll enjoy it and everybody will enjoy it. And we'll all have a few drinks afterwards and paint the town red. <laughs> Fantastic. And then I wanted, uh, it's kind of a drastic change of pace. Um, I know you've undergone drug testing because we've seen it on video where drug testing, drug testers has interviewed your, uh, interrupted your interviews. We know it's not data. I just want to know what testing you have undergone and just if you can speak on the importance of drug testing, uh, just your take on it in general. Um, 24 hours a day, whereabouts testing. Um, you can come to me at any given moment of the day or night. I have to sign on like a criminal. Um, <laughs> and they know where I am at every given moment of the day. And if I, if I provide to fail them with that information three times, I get a three-year ban. Because I say we're all in the UK. We don't do three-week or six-week bans. We do three-year bans. So I can't afford to miss any of those time slots. So that's how severe drug testing is in the UK. Heavily. Okay, I really appreciate you clearing that up, Tyson. And then, Bob, I just wanted yeah. to ask you just um, the goal for you, like, you know, obviously in securing Tyson, like, you know, kind of what I asked him, you're treating this like a pay-per-view event. I mean, this has definitely been an ESPN, ESPN Plus event like no other. Yeah, it's very important for boxing because, you know, even though they're cousins of ours now because we both uh, put our product on ESPN, we have a competition with UFC, and they did extraordinarily well with new subscribers the first time out of the box, uh, a UFC event on, uh, uh, on ESPN plus and with Tyson Fury, uh, in this fight coming up on June 15th, we're going to beat, uh, UFC and we're going to get more new subscribers for ESPN plus, uh, that they did when they came on with their inaugural event. All right, fantastic. Thanks, Bob Tyson. Uh, glad you enjoy yourself. Best of luck. Thank you very much. We'll now take a question from Jack Fig. Go ahead, please. Hi, Tyson. Hope you're well. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, BT Sports and ESPN have recently uh, brought out many documentaries documenting your comeback. I was looking at some of the comments on YouTube, and there were people saying that. Although they used to hate you, you're now their favorite boxer and how your comeback sort of inspired them personally. Is this something you sort of paid attention to and, and does this sort of feedback make you feel proud? You know, I don't really, I don't really look at the comments on, on videos and that. I'm, I'm quite busy with training and whatever, but, you know, it makes me feel very proud that my story can inspire others to get help and get better and, and become well again, you know. I get inundated with messages and, and things on a daily basis with people thanking me for the help and all that. And I'm just so proud that 
that my journey and my story is inspiring other people to to lose weight, to get well again, and uh, and be be healthy. You know, it's it's an absolute amazing feeling. Um, I'm so happy that I came out into the public about my mental health struggles, and and now people can see that nobody's untouchable, and uh, no matter who you are, what you are, how big you are, how tough you are, um, mental health can bring you to your knees. But it also shows people that no matter how low you get, even though I was on the verge of suicide for a long time, that you can always get well again and come back to the the former you and be happy once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for a long time, you were the villain of the heavyweight division and the underdog. In the last year, it's fair to say you've become a bit of a cult hero of the heavyweight division. Uh, what's this been like to sort of experience? And have you sort of paid attention to how your profile sort of changed? To be honest, I'm still the same old person. I, I don't change with fame or glory or money or anything. But, you know, the love from the fans is very important to me. Um, as you said before, I was an outlaw of, of boxing. I was the bad guy and always had to play that role. But now to come back, I'm just being myself. And I think the fans have really warmed to me and, and got to know me a lot more than, than they did before. Um, this time, it's the man behind the mask rather than me acting all the time and putting on uh, a pantomime villain show. Mm-hmm. Was it hard to keep up, as you say, that sort of pantomime show um, in your early early career? It wasn't hard because I'm I'm, I'm good at um, that that role. But you know, I think to be adored by the fans and loved and and people wanting you to do well is a lot better feeling than people wanting you to get knocked out and people wishing bad things all the time. So. I'm seeing what the other side of it's like now, and I really enjoy it better. So I hope to uh, keep going and keep uh, keep moving forward in the right direction and keep inspiring people and keep winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to talk about your next couple of fights, I heard today that you plan to have two fights after the after after Saturday's bout. Is it hard to keep sort of focus on the task in hand when there's sort of rumours about no. how the rematch and it, doubts and stuff it's like that. It's not hard. Not hard. Not hard at all. I'm focusing on Tom Schwartz. He's a young hungry lion. He's a lot fresher than me. He's five years younger. He's a big ambitious fellow. So listen, you'd be a fool to take your eye off the ball and then a fool I'm not. You know, you're gonna go in there and perform mm-hmm. like that and be the best I can and that's it. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. I'm not walking anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on a massive platform over here in the States and back in the UK. So I'm, I'm going to put on a good show and it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's all from me. Thank you for taking my question, Tartan. Good luck on Saturday. Cheers, buddy. All the best. And ladies and gentlemen, this will conclude your conference for today. We do thank you for your participation. Thank you. Good night. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to our breaking news coverage of the Tyson Fury Tom Schwartz conference call. Fury vs. Schwartz takes place Saturday, June 15th, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, Las Vegas. You can get $50 tickets at AXS.com or by calling 866-740-7711. Top Rank Boxing streams live on ESPN+.